Greetings, and welcome to the Tao in the Force podcast. Today we are talking about The Clone Wars, Season 1, Episode 18, Mystery of a Thousand Moons. But first, if you have any questions, you can find me on Twitter at the Tao in the Force, at the Tao Force, and on Facebook at Tao Force. The words of wisdom for this episode are A single chance is a galaxy of hope. For the clones, Padme, uh, Jaja, and Ahsoka, all are exposed to the virus and must rely on Anakin and Obi-Wan to help get a Rexa root for a cure. And it is Anakin who is pushed to the brink with his having to deal with uh, his Attachments to Padme and Ahsoka. So Dr. Vindy has been captured. The mad scientist who is looking to release the blue shadow virus as an aerosol. But all is not well for one of the droids escaped with a vial. And... They thought they had captured him and all was well, but uh, one of them released some of the virus and exposed the clones. Uh, Padme and uh, Ahsoka and Jaja. Ahsoka did a bit of the Canaan and Anakin by saving uh, the rest of them and holding a door open in similar fashion as they did. But instead of fire, it was a virus coming for them. And unlike Canaan, she does not perish. But the lab is sealed from the rest of Naboo, which sends Anakin and Obi-Wan off to Yego, looking for Rixa root in a cure. Now, on Yego, they encounter Jabo who is like a young Anakin in terms of he's mechanically inclined and he's reprogrammed battle droids to be servants. But Anakin, upon arriving, thinking they were a threat, and mostly because he 
is emotionally compromised with the fear of loss kills some of the droids before they realize they are no threat and they encounter others on this planet who have a superstition about Droll, the ghost of a thousand moons, which is actually a separatist energy field. But it goes to show the power of how superstition and fear can be powerful to keep people from uh, an almost a stasis of sorts where they can't move forward. These people on this ship graveyard of of, of moons and they think they cannot leave this planet. They are in a frozen uh, state of progress, uh, unable to continue, for their fears and superstitions have hampered them from even believing in the possibility But the Jedi have more pressing things to consider, for they must find the Rixa route. And uh, Anakin, even though he is rushing into things, not really taking the time to think things through. Obi-Wan has to calm him down and state, uh, would you at least hear me out on what to do? And he states that uh, a great leap forward sometimes requires two steps back. And Anakin jumps in saying and sometimes it just requires the will to jump, which he's never short of the will. Now on their way to dealing with Finding the Rixa route, they have to deal with the Xanadu, these flying beasts, which they quickly uh, get past and get down below a cliff face where there are predatorial like uh, vines with snapping mouths and jaws grabbing vines like little shops of horror all around them and all they need is this little root 
after they have recovered the root, um, they are now having to try and find a way off planet, which of course the locals believe to be impossible. But these Jedi are determined, particularly Anakin, and are not going to take no and give it a try to leave. But um, they encounter Draw the separatist energy field and realize Droll is not a ghost or whatever they superstitiously believe that it is a real thing and it can be defeated. So they go back to the locals to find more information about Droll and if anyone on the planet was here when it was being installed or uh, the separatists were still around, of which it was found out that it, the angels that were first mentioned by Anakin himself in the Phantom Menace, for their beauty, as he calls Padme an angel then, then they were originally not on the current moon they are on, that they were originally on Milius Prime, which is a nod to George Lucas's friend John Milius, a director who he has worked with and I believe went to film school with, and is one of his good director friends. And it is found out that on Milius Prime that the Separatists took over and destroyed the central systems and uh, put up this field. Meanwhile, Ahsoka has passed out and some troops have died and it is getting to be a serious situation on Naboo. Meanwhile, with more information, Anakin and Obi-Wan have decided to destroy the draw in the, the, the energy system. Now, so much of this episode is really about Jabo, who once again is a part of that younger generation where the older ones trapped on Yego seem to be completely without ideas or helpful information where Jabo helps Anakin and Obi-Wan with advice every step of the way and 
Where? On Naboo, it was with the droids and the separatists that they are at war, but also perpetrators of this biological warfare that threatens them now, where Jabo has dismantled battle droids into peaceful servants. An interesting uh, counter in the plot of showing the danger of droids in the other side that we see with that they can simply be reprogrammed. That could be a metaphor for. Uh, Han Solo, or many of these characters who thought one way and in one way or the other, their programming, as it were, changed. They were able to reprogram themselves to think differently, much like Finn in the newer films, going from Stormtrooper and in reprogramming himself to think freer. That Darth Vader himself, Anakin, can at the last moment see the air of his ways and reprogram himself to save his son. That there is hope for us that we, as vicious as the one battle droids are that perhaps they too can be reprogrammed someday. In the youth, much like Wagtu and uh, Senator Chuchi in the previous arcs before this, show the younger I, uh, generation being open to all possibilities, not just narrow, rigid thinking, like the superstitious people of Yego. But Anakin and Obi-Wan destroy Droll, so now the citizens are freed from their way of thinking, and they are free to leave. Meanwhile, they bring uh, the Rixa root in the cure, and they all will make their recoveries. Padme and Jaja and Ahsoka, is it? But uh, Anakin says, well, he goes to Padme first, who holds his hand quite openly, but apparently nobody sees the intimacy of the, the holding of hands between them, and snips, as he calls her. He tells her how he's proud of 
the way she handled herself during all of this and teases that it's all down to his training and that he deserves the credit probably and she teases it's a good thing that she knows he doesn't mean everything that he says and of course we know later in other media that Ahsoka is very much aware of uh, Padme and Anakin's relationship and we learn Obi-Wan is also aware but we do not know the exact time that they put two and two together but I think it's always been a suspicion of both of theirs well that is all that I have for today and, and I wish you well and hope to see you again and good day